here. And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. On today's show, we have our special guest back from last week. That's right, we're airing part two of our two-part series with Kim Grimlick, who's a fitness competitor that's competed at the national level. She's finished top three at the Arnold Classic, and she's going to tell you how she did all that while living a healthy lifestyle. Coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadian, brought to you in part by Curves Complete, the whole solution that makes burning fat as easy as one, two, three. Get exercise, meal plan, and coaching for $14.95 a week. Call Curves and Olds at 403-556-5992 to schedule a free, no-obligation appointment. This segment brought to you by Complete Truth Protein Powder. Live free, live true with whole natural foods, no additives, preservatives, soy, gluten, and dairy-free. Supplement with superfoods to energize your day. Visit CompleteTruthProtein.co for details. All right, we're back on Exploring Mind and Body with Kim Grimlick, who's a fitness competitor. Welcome back, Kim. Thanks, Drew. So did that that nutrition plan, did that change quite a bit from the first plan to Um, the next one? Yeah, it did. I'll I'll talk a little bit about each, how I ate for each um, uh, competition. The first one I did... Uh, I did a lot of carb cycling, they call it. So some days I would have, uh, you know, a high carb day where I, I was incorporating more starches in throughout the day and always high protein. That is something that is a, a staple. And, and no, ladies, high protein does not give you big manly muscles. <laughs> um, it keeps you lean and it, and it keeps your muscles very uh, conditioned as well. Um and then some days I would have low carb days, but lots of vegetables in there. So uh, a lot of the um, side dishes that I would be eating would consist of anywhere between one to three or four cups of vegetables at a time. Uh, so that was something I had to really get used to doing. Uh, very effectively, though, it uh, definitely kept me lean. And and uh, I felt great all the way through up to that stage uh, look that I had. Uh, the hardest part, of course, is always, no matter what competition, is that week leading up to. Uh, because mentally, you're preparing yourself for that uh, finish of that goal. And you can drain yourself mentally more than anything. And, and that the hardest part is, of course, when you do cut out your carbs during that last week. Now, my second competition for provincials, we changed things up a little bit and incorporated uh, more of a a ketogenic type uh, dieting uh, lifestyle. And that included a lot of protein again, a lot of high uh, healthy fats such as avocado and uh, almonds and natural peanut butter, that kind of thing. And the starches were kept to a minimum. Uh, so definitely my energy levels were a lot lower then. And I can't really say I honestly felt good after that competition. I, I know I needed a, a solid break after provincials in 2011. And I, I took most of my summer off actually from any sort of, um, you know, strict uh, eating. I still kept things healthy, but... Did you continue to work out? Uh, sporadically, yeah. I, I didn't uh, do a lot of hard training and... Uh, just more to keep my mind busy or just to keep my body moving. So a lot of lightweight uh, Pilates type stuff. Do you think a and lot of that, that break had a lot to do with what you put yourself through that first time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think mentally you crash somewhat because you know you just need that whole 
okay, I've been doing this for a while now, so let's take a break from it. But um, I do have to say, you know, my rebound from my second competition was probably the hardest one because I did take the time off. And it was such a restrictive um, process throughout that, you know, I needed that time to recover from that and just to get my my, uh, body balanced out back. So I took a break after um, the provincials just to kind of, you know, set some new goals. I knew I was going to step on the uh, national stage because I placed top three at provincials, which gave me that qualification to move on to nationals. So uh, last summer in 2012, I ventured to New Westminster, BC to step on the national stage and uh, had full expectations of, um, you know, just being up there and being able to say that I stepped on the national stage once and and uh, out of the amount of women up there, 19 women, I honestly thought, you know, I would be one of those people that would, you know, thanks for coming out, go home kind of thing. and. And I ended up placing top three again in my categories. So, wow. So, how does that feel? Does that feel a little surreal? Absolutely. Because this is your first time. A lot of people work many years and they don't yeah, get to. Yeah, absolutely. Stand up there. I think because I went in with the mindset that this was my uh, reward for attaining the goal of meeting my fitness and, and lifestyle changes and goal. I didn't go in there, like a lot of young people, I'll hear them say, oh, I'm going to go pro right away or uh, I'm going to win all my classes and, you know, be the next big star or whatever. And for me, it was not like that at all. I mean, it's it's like the icing on your cake, right? You you work so hard for many years. I, I'm not a, you know, once a month kind of person. It's something I have definitely worked towards for several years. And now this is my reward and I get to meet people because of my hard work. So I think going up with that mindset for sure. Uh, I don't step on stage thinking I'm going to go up there and, you know, kill the competition or any of that kind of thing. I mean, there's some amazing women out there that a lot of these girls, um, fitness is full time for them. Um, so yeah, so when they called me out, they, they call generally they'll call you out for first or second or third call out. And if you make first call out, usually that means that you're in the top 10. And so as soon as I, I have that announcement, they call my number and I get to go out with all those amazing women first call out while I, I kind of step outside myself and it is surreal. It's, it feels like I'm floating for a little while. <laughs> I don't believe story. usually that it's, that's my number they're calling. It's pretty neat. Do you have to look down and check to see if I have, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and I'll get to that with the Arnold because it, it definitely was, uh, that was a whole lot of body experience for sure. Okay, so actually, so we'll move on. And uh, we talked about the Arnold briefly. I grew up in the fitness world of, of body, of men's muscle and fitness and bodybuilding. And I watched um, Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman battle for Mr. Olympia. And so uh, I really, I, I'm well versed in what happens in the fitness world and the Arnold Classic, of course, uh, Arnold being... Uh, one of the founders of this bodybuilding. So for me to um, for me to have you sitting here, it's extra special because I know exactly what kind of competition it is, and it's a world event, and everyone comes from all over to actually watch it and see it. And you've actually competed in it and been successful. So congratulations on those accounts. Thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward for you sharing that story with myself again and, and the viewers. 
Um, okay, so I well I placed top three as I said in nationals, which gave me that qualification to uh, compete in the North Americans, which is held in September. I believe it's in Pittsburgh, and also qualified for the Arnold Amateur, which was in March. And I made the decision to you know take a few weeks off and enjoy you know my summer with barbecuing and all that kind of thing without any thinking whatsoever and set my goal for the Arnold Classic in, in March and turned on the the uh, goal setting once more. So my training started in September. I did an off-season clean, uh, we call it uh, a clean building season. So we put on as much muscle as we can without the fat, which means uh, a lot of clean starches are incorporated into your, your body. You get to have a nice cheat meal once a week. So for me, that consists of a good quality steak and baked potato. I'm not a McDonald's cheat kind of person. I, I, I believe that if you're going to work that hard and earn that cheat, you need to keep your conditions. So uh, the trainer I work with currently, she had uh, regular check-ins with me right from the start uh, to prep for the Arnold. And our diet consisted of a lot of healthy, healthy greens, especially uh, keeping our fibrous veggies high, but keeping that whole uh, lifestyle in mind as we were doing that. And uh, starches, you know, once or twice a day at most just to keep your energy. And the whole timing of that was was uh, embedded as it wasn't before. Can you uh, explain starches to some that might not know what sure, food is? Sure. So starches meaning I could have uh, some sweet potato or you know a cup or two of rice after a workout and and timing that perfectly really within the hour so that your body's using that for fuel and not storing it. Um, if you store starches, they turn into uh, fat essentially in your body because of the high sugar content naturally. Um, and of course, having your starches in the morning, like oatmeal or uh, cream of wheat or things like that to get your energy started in the morning and, and fire up that metabolism. It's all um, very good quality. You know, you want to keep whole grains in your diet and, and you don't want to have, you know, simple or processed starches are, are not a good thing to have, such as, you know, bagels and things like that. Right, and I think that's uh, I think that's incredible, amazing in all accounts. That mm-hmm. um, how far you're able to go with eating eating a little better, mm-hmm. e- eating clean mm-hmm. diet. Because a lot of um, plans that I've studied and a lot of people I've talked to don't have I would say they don't have health in mind, and right. they certainly don't have that lifestyle. They work so hard to get yeah. to that point, drop all the carbs, yeah. water deplete, and right. then that's what they're left with. Yeah. And it really worries me about what 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 comes the next couple of days after yes. and the next couple of weeks after yeah which is what they call a rebound right and uh, when I signed up with this trainer I had made it very clear to her that uh, I was in this for lifestyle not for the one shot on the stage and I did not want to have any rebound issues after so uh, and of course you want a, a meal plan that you're using through your contest prep that you could easily follow even if you weren't in contest prep Right. So um, it was a meal plan that I could go right back to the next day after I competed. You know, you allow yourself some treats or some fun, you know, but you get right back on that and it doesn't feel like dieting. It's just your regular way of eating and eating. I I do have to stress eating six or seven meals a day. Mm -hmm. That never changed. Even the week of uh, competing right up to the Arnold, my meals were every couple of hours to keep that energy going. And um, my calories were still you know, a, a nice healthy number. 
What, what does the last week of training look like for an Arnold? For uh, training in the gym uh, combined with uh, the last week is probably the hardest just because your carbohydrates do get cut out. Um, I was still having carbohydrates in the morning in the form of oatmeal. Um, and then I would, every three days, I would get carbs right after a depleting workout, which is where you, you train very intensely with high numbers of reps, reps, but very low weight. And that helps push the sugars and glycogen out of your muscles. And that gives you that lean, they call it the cut look, where your muscles are cut out a little bit more with definition. Okay, all right, Kim, we're gonna take a quick break with Exploring Mind and Body. We're gonna be right back with a short message from our sponsors. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Taddea would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Gidsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Taddea, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com. This segment brought to you by True Form Fitness for all your health and fitness needs. Personal training and group classes available locally. Visit trueformlife.com for details. Back on Exploring Mind and Body with Kim Grimlick. One of the other things that comes up quite a bit in training, um, what happens the week after? What happens uh, mentally? What happens physically? A lot of people I've talked to, they go into a depression or something like a state of depression after weight starts to come back on. Personally, for myself, I didn't really find I had that, you know, low point or or that feeling of down or the letdown after you've had some, you know, high points going on. And I think that has a lot to do with, I I set a goal for my next one, whether it be um, a goal to improve, you know, my strength with my, my legs in the gym or a goal to get ready for the next competition whatever the case may be, there's, there's always a goal afterwards. And I think that's important to have that after effect. And the, the eating comes in right hand in hand with that. You know, um, I had a goal of maintaining my, my body weight within 12 to 15 pounds of stage weight so that it was very um, healthy for me. And also I wouldn't have to stress about any other future competitions as far as, you know, trying to shed a lot of weight. And again, that has a lot to do with that healthy eating beforehand um, and making sure your vegetables are nice and high with your greens and good, healthy, lean proteins and your healthy fats in there. So, so you don't have that diet. whole, that's right. Balanced diet played a huge role in that, especially after the Arnold. And not only in building up to the Arnold, but in recovery also. I think that's very important. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I'll tell you something too. Normally, after I compete, um, I'm thinking in my head, okay, I'm going to have waffles the next day as my little treat or whatever. And and uh, after I did the Arnold, I had this new, kind of an aha moment, I guess, or a, a switch went off where you know what, this is some pretty major stuff. Not only have I competed on the Arnold stage and you know met all these wonderful people, but I've gone around and I met Tosca Reno from uh, Eat Clean. Uh, and she's you know quite a health and lifestyle fitness guru. And several you know Olympian competitors and whatnot. And for me, that whole, you know what, I can do this every day and I can live this lifestyle every day without sacrificing or feeling like I'm, you know, depriving myself all the time. And I feel fabulous. I did not have the cravings to go out for waffles the next morning. I was interested in, in meeting all these 
fitness people around, you know. And that's quite a bit different from maybe a conventional diet, let's yeah. say, of because yeah. I'm not sure if people completely understand in entirety how mentally drained you guys are that you just don't feel like doing anything. Right, <laughs> absolutely. And a lot of that too comes into play because you're in the kitchen so much, you know, and you're it, it feels like you're never leaving the kitchen because you are preparing you know, not only your meals for the day, but quite often I'll, I'll, you know, prepare in bulk. So I have meals for a few days and I can just grab and go. Uh, because you do need to measure out your food and you, do, you need to be mindful of your portions, no matter how clean you're eating. And just to keep that focus of, um, you know, mentally preparing yourself and visualizing yourself being successful, completing that goal. That's yeah. very draining in itself. And rest is so important when you're training that heavy for months and then, uh, intensely and depleting near the end. Right, rest and recovery is also important. Absolutely. So we want to talk about being an amateur athlete and traveling around and, and taking time off of work and uh, I guess how difficult it is to eat all this food and, and, and take time and travel. So can you tell us about the difficulties and or successes of moving forward, maybe financially and time in traveling? Sure. Uh, well, you hit the nail right there on the head with the, uh, you know, the extra food and the protein and whatnot. My grocery bills already with three children and a husband are a huge chunk of my own paycheck. And uh, when we grocery shop, protein is always first on the list, always. And as you know, that can get very expensive. Uh, a lot of people choose not to eat healthy because it can get more expensive to include all those healthy veggies and um you know, you are going through them a lot more because they're fresh food. However, you know, of course, doing that, your kids then get involved in it. So is that trade-off? But uh, financially, it's 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 uh, definitely something that you have to consider in the long run because, of course, you do have to take time off work, which uh, if you have employers that have been very supportive, such as my own, uh, that works out to your advantage, but you still it still comes out of your paycheck where you still have to, you know, sacrifice that from that end. Uh, travel expenses do become very, very uh, expensive as well, especially now as I'm into my national and international um, competitions. So a lot of them, it's flying in out. I have two coming up that I want to talk about in a bit. And uh, I do have to purchase or rent a suit and that can be costly. Uh, and of course, all of the extra things that come with that uh, protein powder and supplementing with amino acids and vitamins, you know, you want to make sure your, your vitamins are always uh, top notch and key to your, to your success so that you are not depriving yourself of your health in any way. So how does an amateur athlete go about? Well, I guess to get right to the point, it's sponsorship. And that's how most athletes get there. A lot of people don't know that you know, professional athletes, a lot of their money comes from sponsorships and yes. deals, whether it's a shoe deal or a bet deal, yeah. uh, you know, in baseball or, or basketball, whatever it is. Um, so as an amateur athlete, looking for sponsorship will be important for your success and to continue more moving forward. Absolutely. So how do you go about that? Uh, I have a fitness resume that I've put together and I, I send that out. If you go on uh, different supplement companies, sites, for example, uh, quite often a lot of them will have a link that'll be titled Athletes sponsorship or um, meet our team, that kind of thing. And you can apply directly on um, their certain websites, but I, I will tell you, it's a very tough business to be in for sponsorship. Um, for myself, I bet you I've spent 
uh, on average per week sending a minimum of 10 uh, fitness resumes out asking if they're interested in sponsoring athletes out in this area. Being that we are, you know, in this part of the country, it does become a little trickier because a lot of the supplement companies that do make the protein powders and when whatnot, uh, their companies are either based in BC or in the States and or down east of course so sponsorship opportunities in this area become a little bit trickier you send out sponsorship letters um, right you're hoping people will contact absolutely. you absolutely and, and you just need to you know what the thing is for me to think sponsorship is difficult in, in any realm we need sponsors to run the show and, right right and you're either cold calling or sending out yeah. um, messages so you're, you're looking for people to answer for but sure the thing is that kind of baffles me is how successful you've been i know it's a tough industry but you've been very successful you've yeah. competed you're just competing in nationals you've been on stage at the arnold, arnold yes. classic yeah. and it's still and, and i think that's important for people to understand that it doesn't matter how far you get or, or what level you're right. still working hard to continue to move forward and you know there there is that misconception out there that um oh they'll come find me if they want me you know and and i believe that if you want something you'll just keep working for it so i'll keep sending those fitness resumes out and um you know getting myself out there and and uh talking how i would you know promote healthy living and and lifestyle through you know a variety of ways and it it has to be my persistence that will get that and i do believe i will you know receive sponsorship in some form um i just have to make sure that i i keep that clear head and keep socking away that money on the side just to make sure i can still go and compete yeah and just keep moving forward that's right okay kim just before we wrap things up i always like to ask our guests if they have a message or anything they want to express to our viewers is there anything you'd like to share uh, I think with anything in life, whether it is goal setting in fitness or lifestyle or just certainly any changes you want to make to be a more positive and better you, if you want something bad enough, go for it. It may take you a long time. It might take you longer than the person beside you. If you truly want something, work for it. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thank good you luck. for having me. All right. Good luck on your next show. Thank you. And you'll have to come back and tell us how it went. I will. Absolutely. All right, that's all we have for you this evening. Be sure to tune in next week, same time, same place. As always, I'm your host, True Forms Drew Tadia, fitness expert in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Forms Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Forms Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.